When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for tuning in here this morning. Uh, as we take you up until noon. The BMW of Des Moines guest list at uh, 10.45 or thereabouts. We will talk to our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Got a, Always got a lot of content at the Sporting News. Portal winners and losers, one of them. We'll get into that with Bill. College football stuff, college basketball stuff, NFL stuff with Bill Bender coming up here at about 10.45. Yesterday, we did every one of the local regional teams with the exception of the Minnesota Vikings. It's a busy day in Minneapolis, Minnesota sports. Minneapolis. Um, Dane Mazzatani covers the Wild, also uh, covers the Vikings in the fall, at least the home game. So we'll talk to him about the Vikings, mix in the Twins as they keep doing what they've been doing, uh, and uh, talk about game two tonight. A, I don't know, feels like a must win. Pretty big game tonight. Blues and the Wild. If the Blues do get them and they're really, they play really well against them, um, can Minnesota win four out of five? I'm not sure they can. So Dane Muzzatani. And then to Chicago we shall go where there were plenty of good seats available at a chilly Wrigley Field last night. What a miserable night to watch a baseball game. The Sox and the Cubs, crosstown rivalry in town. Uh, normally banged out, my pretty raucous crowd, and Trent. I don't even know if it was half full, and I'm not. I'm not blaming him, by the way. It was nasty. Hello, wie geht's? We speak in German today. You see the oh, big I news in the NFL? That. Yes. Das ist sehr gut. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, chilly. About as chilly as it is in the studio My here today. God, it's freezing. Did Heather have a heater in? She must have. It's yeah, she ridiculous. usually brings that space heater. I, gotta I was looking around yeah. for it. I'm going to race you because <laughs> it's proof. Anyways, um, we're talking sports. <laughs> Can't complain too much. No, no. I, uh, basketball was good last night. Mm-hmm. The Celtics, uh, they just put it to him right off the bat. Giannis was, what, two for 12 after 24 minutes and got it going a little bit in the third quarter. Um Boy, did they ever shut him down. The Celtics played defense last night, kind of like the Bucks did in game number one. And then Ja Morant took over in the nightcap. Um, look, as, as close as the game was, Golden State gets back on the airplane thinking, you know, when we make a couple of threes like we normally do, and we're up 2 nothing in this series. Yes, it's 1-1, but if you're a Golden State fan, I don't think you're worried one little bit. Right a little bit, though, with the Gary Payton injury. Well, that's big. And what, what does that do uh, going forward? Will we see some supplemental uh, discipline? Will, will, the, will the league get involved? Um, 
you know, and, and hand out a little bit more to, to Mr. Brooks. That was a nasty play, Trent. It was. It was It was dirty. Yeah. And he got the flag or two, mm-hmm. and we kind of talked yesterday about the merits of the the game on Sunday and Draymond getting ejected. Yeah, and, he, you know, he was pulling him down. Last night but, too. Did you oh, see that? Always, always antics with that guy. But this one, they're just a dirty play. It was. It was ridiculous. And the windup. And Kerr right afterwards, I mean, he was very... He invoked the code. <laughs> right. Now, I know there's... A, I was aware there's a code in baseball. The uh-huh. code in the NBA, apparently there is one. Um but yeah, being whatever you want to call it, it was a dirty play. And how about Steve Kerr yelling him to get the blank out of yeah. here? I know that's not like him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That it got under it got, it got to him, and rightly so. Uh, this was a um, it was a John Morant show last night. I mean, he's just breathing rarefied air, and it's a good thing he was there right. because Clark showed up um, in in a big way. I like that kid. I like yes. his game off Hustle. the bit. Yes, uh, he's one of these guys that you and I watch very little NBA. That you kind of zero in on, you know, that, boy, this guy would have been fun to watch maybe during a regular season, but we just don't, you know, there's so much other stuff going on, right? It's, it's difficult to get into it, it for us, and when we get to this what, point... are we supposed to not talk about Iowa or Iowa State? Right. Sorry, we're not going to watch Big 12 Hoops <laughs> right. tonight because i got to watch that Grizzlies-Nuggets game. Right. It's just not going to happen. You have to play the hits, and yes. thankfully so, and those are the hits. So, yeah, it's one of the things I've noticed is um, is going through these playoffs is just some of the un, uh, some of the guys that you know you don't see a lot. Speaking of unknown, you know what it's dawned on me watching the uh, uh, playoffs when they switch over to ABC? Trent, I know nobody on WOI. Oh, really? Nobody. They do their little, you know, their promo thing sure. that comes back right at the end of a break, and they got the after, or the weekend sports guy and the new sports anchor, a woman who I'd never heard or seen. Now, look, to be fair, I don't watch local news. You're not a local news guy. Right. Yeah. Um, I read it in the paper, or mm-hmm. well, online now, but you just... I mean, since Schaefer left there, were these people there when John Schaefer was there? Uh, to be honest, I'm not exactly sure right? either. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same of way. And yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? And we know so well, obviously, the WHO people because right. of, right. well, we know them. Yeah, two of them are if they follow us. <laughs> right, right. Not so, that we see Well, you see them. I see them, yeah, yeah, from time to time when yeah. I'm still in here. And well, you're out of here at 1158 <laughs> every day hitting the road. But yeah, it's interesting because I'm kind of the same way. I got to know John really well. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good Well, he's a, it was. I don't think he's not with us. <laughs> right. He's just not in the TV business. He's a hockey guy. You like yeah, that part I of it? Yeah, I do like that about him. He likes to dabble in some gambling. I like mm-hmm. that part of it. So yeah, I got to know John. John and no Reister over there, of course, no the WHO guys, yeah. but yeah, for whatever reason, the WI don't really cross paths. See them at a lot of high school events, do you? Because they do a lot of high school. Of course, they had the Friday well, night Well, Schaefer show. used to do yes. a lot. I'm, I'm assuming they'll continue right. that on, right? And you would think so. So maybe an opportunity here coming up, and I got high school baseball here in just two uh, weeks. It'll be here before we know it. Yes. You know, speaking of TV-wise, we um, never talked about this yesterday, but local news got, got a jolt yes. on the same day as Cynthia Fodor about lunchtime announced that uh, Channel 8 that she's hanging it up, and then a couple hours later, Dan Winters, uh, the, the anchor at WHO-TV, he announced that uh, he's going to hang it up. It is kind of... Not lost on me that some of these people, when they get a little bit later in life, you know, they realize, boy, I'm missing out a lot. Yeah. I'm missing out on, you know, dinner with the family or watching the kids' games or doing these things. And we've seen a lot of those folks. Mandy Garman. Yeah. Uh, perfect example. Walking away to spend more time with the family and certainly understand that. Yeah. Not, you know, I, I have young kids that are growing up, but a little more flexibility. That well, you've you, well, you got a great time slot here. Right. Yeah. I mean, if something comes up, craps up, hey, kid gets sick. 
well, I'm off the air at noon. Right. And can make it work and move things around. Well, you where... bring, soon you'll bring Jack in here and right. just park him beside you in this, on the other side of the glass. You've met Ella and she's done <laughs> that plenty times. of times yeah. when eh, they don't have school today or eh, whatever reason mm-hmm. it's not happening and they come hang out here and it can work out pretty well. But yeah, a little bit different when you're on TV. Right. You're also required to be there from what, four o'clock? I have no idea. Four to 11? Is that kind of the shift that they have? Seemingly, yeah. Something like the that. Something like that. Jeez. That, that's, a, that's a long day. So good for uh, Cynthia Fodor. Had a long career at Channel 8. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dan Winters, likewise. Us old folks coming to the end, right? Um, you still got plenty of time. A uh, year and a half. Year and a half. Remember when I asked Randy Peterson? Remember when we had Randy Peterson on the air? Uh-huh. And I said to him, Randy, will you see the end of the freshman season for J.J. Cole? Oh, yeah, he said, I'll be here. And the reason I asked that question, it's kind of, I'm wondering to myself that ah, question. Ah, I see how it's going. So, anyways, um, hockey last night. Help Got, me out here, because, A, I was so disappointed. In what? Because I'd, I'd flipped off it. Oh, you going didn't see into the, the overtimes? Oh. I saw the first two. Right. Now, I stayed up. Now, I I promised myself, because I was on fumes, that I was going to, midway through, the third overtime period. Mm-hmm. So there's no TV timeouts in the in in the overtime, right? And they don't stop to scrape the ice. You know, when you're at a game, they bring this uh, the um, the ice Zamboni. crew on. No, well, they don't bring this. Oh. Uh, that's between periods. They yeah. bring the the ice crew on, and they bring out a big trash can, and they've got the the big blades, and they scoop it up during the timeout. They don't do that, but once a game, once uh, a period in overtime. So that was going to be the end. If they got to 10 minutes, I just couldn't hang in there. So thankfully, the game ended. And it wasn't a cheap goal by any means. Uh, Evgeny Malkin with a, a deflection. The crazy part of the story is the uh, the goalie um, for Pittsburgh, he was just, he deputized, they deputized him in overtime. He, he didn't start the game. Really? The, yeah, the, the starter had to leave for an undisclosed injury at this point. Lower body. Um, but so this guy came in off the bench cold, and he'd just eaten a big dinner between periods, apparently. Some kind of spicy Chinese meal and spicy chicken and broccoli or something like that. And they put him between. They don't, they're not allowed to warm up. And he shut down the Rangers. Uh, and what a game. It was a really good game. Really good game. Triple overtime. That was fun. Colorado looks like, oh, my God. Yeah. Get out of their way. Felt like every time I flipped over oh, there, they, they were scoring. scoring. Yeah. Uh, Kale McCarr and uh, Nathan McKinnon and Landis Cog's back, and boy, they're going to be a tough out. I thought that they had um, like one game where, where it's based in my opinion on what we saw last night, but down the stretch, I did not think they finished the way a you know a one seed should have. Maybe they were bored. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were, uh, Maybe it was just plain old simple boredom uh, had set in, and they knew that um, they had their place secured. They're just going to kind of coast into the playoffs. They thought they had that proverbial switch, and man, did they flip it last night. Their uh, recent history, I, I saw this last night. It's the, not good. The, well, the longest overtime games. Back oh, to I see what you're saying. I the thought you talk about the Lange. <clears throat> and the longest, do you remember this one? 2000, Flyers-Penguins. That went five overtimes. At least a recent history. Uh, don't recall. There's it. a game back in. Uh, uh, give me the one in the '80s, Washington Islanders. I think Dale Hunter ended it. I think that is the Easter game that I you was it Easter that I remember reading about that one. But of recent history, there has been five overtime games. Four, three, five overtime games. There it wow. is. Flyers Penguins in 2000. Yeah. Blue Jackets Lightning in 2020. I don't okay. even remember that. That was two years ago. Yeah, I remember that. And 2003. Duck Stars. I remember that one too. 
Was that yeah, Western Conference semifinals. So, so what are you on? So it doesn't go back any um, into the eighties because Washington and I'm sure it was the Islanders. They played a. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Right, right, yeah. The uh, this is just the longest total length of game. So those must have been four overtime games, I would guess. I don't know. Must not have got into the fifth. Uh, longest all time though. We go back to 1936. Yeah, it was before me. The Red Wings and the Montreal Maroons. Wow. And it uh, total length of the game. 176 minutes and 30 seconds. It's a lot of hockey. Yeah, it is a lot of hockey. It was a lot of hockey last night. It was good hockey last night. Uh, base, I tried to, uh, I would flip over periodically just to see what the Cubs and the White Sox were doing. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of p- people bitching about the schedule, but <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Right. right? Yeah. Of course you want them in July mm-hmm. um, when, when the weather's going to be nice, but geez, I mean, Jesus. I, I couldn't even get there. There was just too to much. Watch of, it. Yeah, yeah I'm trying. I probably saw I don't know 15 pitchers yeah. total. My baseball viewing was the Twins, and it was probably about the exact mm-hmm. same thing. It just speaking of baseball viewing, did you happen to see um, the Aaron Judge home run and what followed it in Toronto? Yes, that what was a moment, an all time moment. What a moment! Get on your Twitter machine right now mm-hmm. and just put in the search bar Aaron Judge. It'll pop up, mm-hmm. and just seeing the guy get the ball as a Blue Jays fan. Blue in Jays Toronto, fan, yeah. And he kind of has a little smile on his face. Because he, he knew what he was going to do. So mm-hmm. they talked to him after on one of the Canadian stations. Okay. And the fa- and, and the, uh, the father and son that were at the game actually uh, immigrated to Canada five years ago from Venezuela. Okay. And um, so the little kid's a Jays fan, but his team, for whatever reason, Yankees and Aaron Judge is his guy. Mm-hmm. So dad um, taking his kid to the ball game and bought him a, not a jersey, because I don't know, maybe they, you know, whatever. Um, bought him a T-shirt with Aaron Judge on the back. The ball clears the left field, uh, the left field fence. Uh, the Blue Jays fan um, catches catches the ball and turns to the kid, the Judge fan, and gives him the baseball. And the little boy reaches out to hug the guy that caught the ball and just instantly breaks down. I mean, the emotions of, oh my God, my guy just hit a home run. And we're sitting in the second deck too. Is that where they were? Yeah. It was that high up. Oh yeah, this this was not one that just kind of no, he crushed where the baseball. Where you're anticipating, hey, maybe we'll catch a home run. Yeah. You're up there. Maybe an eight year old kid thinks they're going to get a home run, but and that's Vladdy probably... Guerrero or <laughs> right. Aaron Judge territory. Not many people can get up there. No, and, and he did. Um, catches the ball, gives it to him. So judges um the the Yankee press asked Aaron Judge in the locker room after it about it and told him the story. I will be shocked if there's not a follow-up today. Absolutely. Because they're going back to the game today, the kid. I will bet, I don't know, <laughs> I would be shocked if indeed Aaron Judge, uh, the little kid, gets to meet his hero. It was a pretty special moment. Pretty it was. Cool. Yeah, that's one Brought of those baseball stories Absolutely. that yeah, yeah, makes a, puts a smile on your face, yep. tear to the eye. It was a good one last yeah, night. It, it was last night. Uh, by the way, did Dodgers, Dodgers beat the Giants, or who won that game late? Uh, it was uh, Dodgers 3-1. Dodgers got him. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Kimber got a save. Ray wants to join the program. We will. Bill Bender coming up in a half hour. Ray, welcome. What's on your mind this morning, Ray? Good to hear from you. Good to hear talk to you guys. Good morning. Uh, Kenny, just like you, I'm a hockey freak. You know that. Yes, I do. And I want a, a little hockey story for you. You might get a kick out of My son, when he was in youth hockey and high school hockey, he went to all sorts of hockey camps, and he's up in Brainerd, Minnesota, which is probably the best hockey camp for you <laughs> hockey parents out there. And the, the camp is an old lake resort, and they had the rink 
right next to the resort. So they're at practice one night, and the practice is over, and he asked their coach or their instructor, he goes, do you mind if I stay out here a little bit longer and skate some more? He goes, no, go right ahead. After about a half hour, this big guy comes out on ice with a number 77 on his jersey. It was T.J. Oshie. How about that? <laughs> what a thrill. So he skated with him for about an hour and a half. The next day, lifted weights with him for about an hour. Then that hockey camp got over. My son jumps in his car and goes over to the University of North Dakota hockey camp where T.J. Oshie played his uh, college hockey. And about Wednesday, they're all sitting in the Memorial Union having lunch, about 250 kids, and in walks T.J. Hoshie. Gets his lunch, and he looks around, and he notices my son. Comes over and sits next to him, and they're talking. Kids start surrounding him, asking for autographs and pictures. He says, I got to get out of here. He leaves, and the kids go, how do you know T.J. Hoshie? And my son, being a smart butt just like I am, he goes, oh, we go way back. We stayed all the time together. <laughs> yeah, practice with him. Uh, that's good. Uh, cool. So what, uh, Ray, what, uh, when did Oshie was the hero? Was that Sochi Olympics when he scored all those overtime goals? I believe so. I and think it was Sochi. for smiling before he goes out. Yeah, boy, that was unbelievable. Ray, good to hear from you. Enjoy the playoffs. I know you will. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good stuff. I like to hear these stories with that. Uh you saw the you started the show speaking German. Yes. Which das ist sehr gut. Which I'm okay, keep going because I think that's probably the only uh, phrase you know, right? Wunderbar. <laughs> okay. Um so what you're referring to is the NFL announced their international games. They said yesterday did the first release that came out yesterday, they're not going to announce them until noon. Uh-huh. Which I bastards uh-huh. <laughs> couldn't do it at eleven thirty. Right, right. right. No, I think it's selfishly for our, for our time slot right. here. Uh, but uh, gratefully, they uh, they were leaked, and there's going to be five of them this year. Three of them back in London, mm-hmm. one in Germany, uh, which is why Trent's got the German tongue here yes. this morning, and then one in uh, in Mexico um, at Azteca Stadium. So the three games in London are Viking Saints, Giants, Packers. And then Broncos and Jags, Munich will see the Seahawks and Tampa Bay, and San Francisco and Arizona will play. Is that a Monday night? The twenty first has to be a Monday, right? Yeah, you would think so. It, there was one schedule. Was that the Rams Chiefs game a couple of years back when both those teams were scoring a ton of points? That was. When, what night was that? Well, it was supposed to be played at Azteca. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. they had to move it because yeah. of field conditions. Mm-hmm. Was, it, was it field conditions? Well, yeah, I think or it was had there to a do fire with it. or something no, like that. I think it was field conditions. Yeah. And they had to move the game, but uh, turned out to be an excellent game yeah. too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that'll be good though. I, I eight thirty in the morning. I like what. Well, with the exception, obviously, of the game in Mexico City. Right. Your your fandom. So the Broncos have played in this game before on ESPN Plus. This one, by the way. Oh, it will it's be exclusive. Yeah. Do you like the get the game no. day started right? I yeah, guess. I mean, I don't mind it. I don't. It just, it, I'm thankful it's not as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the Chargers, the Raiders, the Chiefs, right? And it's the Jags who are going to probably stink again in all likelihood. Um, yeah, I don't mind it, and it's, you know what? I hate to live in the Pacific time zone for that one. Six thirty in the morning. Right. It's getting up, getting your fantasy team, getting your bets in early. <laughs> right. When you got that one going on, I remember when the Bears played in the game. Whenever it was three, four years ago. And I don't even think I oh, watched much Oh, Jeff Hughes was there, I remember. He, did he go yeah, to it? Yeah, he did, the Bears blog. I I don't even think I watched half the game. Really? Just too much going on. Uh-huh. Kind of so, getting your routine and mm-hmm. not part of the routine, even for a team that I care for. Like I said, we got other stuff to do. Noon football starts. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It, but it'll be something. There's only, it uh, starts in October, uh, what, uh, four, uh, 
three Sundays in October, the second, the ninth, and then the thirtieth, and then two in November. Uh, so that's the they're starting to trickle out. We'll get the rest of them on what May the twelfth, I think, is that is the. Release. So I wonder if um, if Mike Palm from Circa will will Circa put out lines? Do you think we'll have any? We'll have lines by Friday. And you know what we should do. And I think we did. You ask him off air, or maybe before we were taping him on our MediaCom show. So why is it, why aren't one of the property of the operators coming out with the Cyhawk line? Right. You it, want free advertising? Mm-hmm. You want free or a free bump? Put the line out and, and make it at your place. You know, got signups. If yeah, you're not, if you're not a member of that, uh, if you don't uh, participate with a DraftKings or a, a Bet Rivers or FanDuel or. Elite or any of the, what is there, uh, how many are in the state now? 19. 19, Jesus. 19 operators, and a couple more have skins, but some of them have decided not to do it. Mm-hmm. What is it, The uh, a property that got sold, Golden Nugget? Golden Nugget. Yeah. They but, were coming, they're coming, they bought a skin in anticipation of what they hoped was casino games. Right. They don't care about the sports They don't care about right sports. Now. They want to be able to, uh, in the state of Iowa, be ready when the green light is given, if it is, ever, mm-hmm. to play poker online or play any, the casi- yeah, any, games, any casino games online. That's why they got ahead of the curve and made, uh, made sure that they were going to have a spot. We'll take our first time out. We'll come back, uh, continue uh, more here. We do have the $1,000 home run. Yes, we do. It's time for that. Uh, go to KXNO.com. A pop-up box will appear. And when that pop-up box appear in this hour, we ask that you enter the keyword grand. Grand at kxno.com. Des Moines finally had its first winner in this go-round of the contest. To no surprise, it was on WHO. I don't like it. Yeah. we got to get somebody I, right now. Kxno.com. Fire in the keyword. Grand. And you got a chance to win $1,000. Indeed you do. It's pretty easy. When we come back, yes. speaking of betting, mm-hmm. odds are available right now, speaking of college football, where to win the Big Ten West, to win the Big Ten East, to win the conference as a whole, Big so 12. So you've got all of them. They are all here in front of me. And, and you don't have to go faraway places for this? These are actually in the state of Iowa you can bet this? This is FanDuel that this How is available. How about that? We will get to that in a moment. I haven't seen them. I've not seen them, and I won't cheat during the break. Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Uh, did we talk about the 11 o'clock hour? Yeah, we did. But uh, Cappy at 11.30, of course, uh, sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. 10.22, Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Uh, keyword grand, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. And in Ankeny. <laughs> Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, if FanDuel isn't the first to come out with their odds to win the Big 12, the Big 10, uh, the two respective divisions in the Big 10, I don't know who is because I haven't seen them anywhere else. I Certainly not anywhere this side of uh, the legal side of Wager. Right, on the mainland. <laughs> yes. Offshore, there's Those been a few of these. faraway places, yes. I'm sure you can find them somewhere. All right, sir. So I'm anxious to hear these. I, I am. Um, you, you, you got him. You lead the way. All right. Let's start with the Big 12. This is to win the conference. That means winning the conference championship game. Okay. So win the conference championship game. The favorite is, I mean, it's got to be Oklahoma. They're favorite is. every year. And they are plus 175, the Sooners. Okay. Right behind them. Is the Baylor Bears. No. It's not. It's the, uh, the uh, Texas. It is. Good God. Two to one. You going to bet Texas? No, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm going to guess ahead here. If Nebraska is not the favorite in the Big Ten West, 
they'll be the second choice because they always are. But we'll get to that in a second. It's kind of like Texas in the Big 12. All right, so Oklahoma's the favorite. Texas is the second choice. And what were they? They were 2-1. to one. Two to one. All right. The third choice is the Baylor Bears. No. Whoa. It is the Oklahoma State Cowboys. All right. Well, they were eight and one last year, after all. Lose Jim Knowles, obviously, to Michigan mm-hmm. State, who uh, departs. But, yeah, he's... Yeah, okay. Got uh, a lot of talent coming back yeah. on that team. I kind of like what they've, they've been able to build, mm-hmm. and sustainability seems to be there. Finally, the fourth choice is the Baylor Bears. They are plus 750 to win the crown. All right, so the, at the very back of the conference, let's let's work our way forward from number 10. You'll it's take, Kansas. You'll take the free square. Take the free square. And what are they, 100 to 1? 250 to Are one. they 250 to 1? You're going to fire on the Jayhawks. All right, after that, it's not TCU. They're going to be better. It's not TCU. It's um, it's K-State. It is. Okay. 50 to 1. 50 to 1 on K-State at They have a quarterback. Yeah. Not a very good one, yeah. but they have a quarterback. He can run a little. He can. Um, maybe a change of scenery is just what Martinez needs. Maybe. He had his moments in Nebraska. He did. All right, number eight. It's, uh, boy, West Virginia brought in some dudes. It's not Iowa State. Is it? There's actually a tie here. Okay. Both Texas Tech and West Virginia are both 40 to 1. Okay, and then Iowa State. Then TCU at 18 to 1. The fifth choice are the Cyclones. They really? They are 12 to 1 to win the crown. They believe in Deckers. I guess they Tyrell do. Brock. Yeah. All right, to win the Big Ten, do we want to go divisions? Let's do divisions. All right, let's jump into it here. Let's start in the East. Well, Ohio State's the favorite. Yeah, they're minus 300 to win. Are they really? The division. Wow. You can get Michigan at 9 to 2, plus 450. That's the play for me. Michigan State and Penn State, both 12 to 1. See, did Michigan State do what they did last year? They were, they they were, they way overachieved last year. Regression candidate. I think so too. Lightning in a bottle. Kenneth Walker mm-hmm. put that team on his back. Of so who's picked last? Because you know what? I think that this conference at the bottom is starting to tighten up a little. Indiana was terrible. They didn't they win were. the game. Rutgers and Chiano, I think the arrow's pointed in the right direction. And that leaves the Terps, and they got two as a little brother. Uh, the longest shot. In the, it's, this is a tough question. It's still Rutgers. Is it still, still two, Rutgers? 250 huh? to 1 to win the division. Okay. Uh, Indiana's 100 to 1 and Maryland 75 to 1. Okay. For the East. But again, overwhelming favorite. No surprise. It is mm-hmm. the Buckeyes still minus 300. Look, Rutgers isn't going to win the East. No. By, by a long shot. Um, but they won five games last year overall. Anyways, to the West. Okay, it's Wisconsin. It is. Yeah. Plus 185 for the Badgers to break free after last year's disappointing end. All right. So if my theory is correct. Whether it's warranted or not, mm-hmm. and the past few years it has not been warranted. Nebraska is it Nebraska? It is Nebraska. It's unbelievable. What are they? Five to two plus two fifty. How are you betting that? I, I don't Even know. if you believe in Nebraska, you, you can't you bet can't. at that price. Not at that short a price for a three and nine team right. coming off the disappointment and Scott Frost with the show cause mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. You're going to bet them at plus two fifty. No. Now, plenty of people will hop the border and go over to Council Bluffs and, and already do it. have, I'm assuming. <laughs> or from South Sioux, and they're going over to Sioux City and fired away. Yeah, you By can the do way, that. did you see who's moving forward with sports betting as soon as this fall? No. The Jewel. The single biggest. California? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's an impactful one. Whoa. <laughs> I'll say. Wow. That, yeah. That's big. All right. So I, um, it's Wisconsin, mm-hmm. it's Nebraska. Hawks. It's black and gold. 
Oh my God! It is the Purdue Boilermakers. The Boilers are the third choice returning quarterback. Yes, who is a stud. Yeah, plus three seventy for Purdue, but they lose David Bell. Mm -hmm. They lose Carl Loftus. No, thank you on that one. Your fourth. The fullback get drafted. I don't know if he did or not. Yeah, you know what? I was. I I, he did. Yeah, he did. He 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 went late. Um, Okay, so I was what plus five fifty. To win the West, that's a pretty good price. I, I agree with you. Um, they got they've got a defense. Yes, they do. Uh, I like their tight ends. I don't know about the kicking game. That's something you could count on over the last right. I don't know decade. Punting game's good. Uh, Punting game is good. But if you need a kick in a big spot, in the last few years you can trust them to do that. We don't know. We just don't know. Um, plus five fifty. I'm taking a dabble there. Well, you love Petrus. It's not because of that. <laughs> I love anybody but Spencer Peters. I, I like both of the spot. Williams. I think they're going to be able to run the football. Wide receivers. Saw a lot yeah. out of Arlen Bruce. Saw yeah. a lot out of Keegan Johnson yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Feels like they're in good shape everywhere, but the most important position. Plus 550. Okay. This is the other one I fired at right away. This was the team that I picked after the season. Oh, so you've bet this already. I have. And they've got better odds than Iowa. They do. They it's are the Gophers. The it is at 9-1. to one. Huh. Help me out here. I mean, this huh. team has been close. Uh-huh. I do not like Phil Fleck at all. He is one of my most disliked figures in athletics. I think he's just a puke. I, I don't believe him for a second. I think it is you all, think it's all phony. Huh? You know, absolutely every bit of it is phony. But he's built that program up pretty well. No, he's done a nice job. I agree with R- you. Respect where it is yep. due. And at 9-1, to one, yeah, I'm certainly buying a little gopher. So, who's the, that, so that, that leaves two teams, mm-hmm. Illinois and Northwestern, and that's the way they're ranked. It is. Yeah. Illinois 33-1 to one and Northwestern. Seventy-five to one. Well, Trent, another one. Isn't this worth a ten-dollar flyer? I was just about to say the same thing. I mean, Fitz does this every. Look, I mean, I know it's been the last couple of years have not been good. Last year in particular was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to take a flyer. Those are division odds. All that right, is so to, to win the, the conference. Of course, the Buckeyes still the big favorite, huge favorite, minus two hundred still to win Big Ten championship game. Michigan, the second choice. They're uh-huh. eight to one. Uh-huh. Wisconsin twelve to one, mm-hmm. Nebraska fourteen to one. That, what a waste of money. <laughs> Purdue twenty to one. Because don't forget. Well, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know, know this. Yeah, yeah. If if uh, if Frost could coach in the championship game or not? Because did we ever get any determination of what championship week is? No, no. They'll they'll I make it up as either. they go. They'll make it up as they go. That's the way it works out. Then you got two. Well, Purdue twenty to one. Don't get that. No. Penn State, Michigan State, and Iowa. All three of them are twenty five to one. Hmm. If you had to take a shot in one, Penn State. It's Penn State. I think lost a lot of talent. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe Michigan State got Clifford coming back though. Yeah, that's they do. That'll be a big help mm-hmm. there. Minnesota forty to one, and then you get into the longest of long shots after that. Everybody, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Rutgers, all of them hundred to one or better. And this is available at FanDuel. This is FanDuel that put these out first. You can get SEC East and West odds. You can get ACC, Pac twelve, North and South, of course. All of the what's USC just for just for you know what's to win the division? Um, sure, they are the favorite in the South. They are plus one forty. Utah's got to be right behind them. Plus two fifty. They're the second choice. UCLA, Arizona State. Uh, How about in the North? The Ducks. Uh, Let's see here. North. Let's click that open. Yeah, and pretty big favor for Oregon. Minus one ninety five to win the division. Washington behind them. All right. So I'm having fun with this. Let's keep going. (laughs) All right. Let's do the SEC. Want to go to the East? Let's right. do that first. Well, we know Georgia's overwhelming. How about this? Speaking of overwhelming, what do you have to lay? 
minus seven fifty. Jeez. For newbies, that means to win a hundred dollars, yeah. you would have to lay seven hundred and fifty. Right, Georgia. So if you don't quite play at that level, if you bet a buck, you'd have to lay, you'd have to lay seven dollars and fifty cents to, to get win a dollar. Back. So here's where I'm going to go. Here's the here's the um, the second choice behind Georgia. It's not my Wildcats. No, it's not. No. Uh, but it's one of those teams that pops off your TV screen because they wear orange. They do? Tennessee? They wear orange. It's not This them. team also has a hint of orange. Uh, More blue. The, the Gators. The Gators, 12 to 1. Are they Kentucky, where, 16 to 1. Where's Tennessee? They're buying guys like crazy. <laughs> They are. They're young guys, though. That's true. Takes a while to develop. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty to one. If you're uh, going to take a shot at the Vols in the West, Alabama, again an overwhelming favorite, minus four hundred. And them. then A and M second choice, six to one. Worth a dabble. Worth a dabble. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Old Miss, sixteen to one. Arkansas. Where's Brian to one. Kelly and his Tigers? Twenty-five to one. Year one, they buying what Kelly's selling. <laughs> they better be. They got a lot of talent. They always do. Yeah. Uh, what? Who do we miss? The ACC? Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, I know. You don't. You, you and Bama won't even let me talk about nope. the ACC. Not when allowed. We have our Friday and Monday Not conversations. <laughs> oh, that's fun. It is fun. It's great seeing those. Which numbers. just, I mean, we just did ten minutes on odds, right? Mm-hmm. Put out the Cyhawk number. Please. I don't care who it is. Let's go to the Miller Casino. You're baking it in Kinnick oh, Stadium. Wow, week two. Yeah, I was a big favorite this a, year. A big favorite? Yeah. More like, than a touchdown. More than a oh, touchdown. Oh, more than a touchdown. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking like six and a half. No, I was going more than that. I'm going... Um, Ten? Nine. Going nine. Wow. Yep. Step, It'll be, step up. You can bet at the at this, this window. At the Miller, yep. you, you got to set up. Um, I think you're going to see that when it comes out. Whoever puts it out first, it'll be right around. Why don't the you text Palm I will and tell him we just did? Tell him we did a half hour <laughs> on FanDuel, <laughs> and we need who doesn't spend a dime in this building? Be, do they? No, not with us. That's the, well, not that, a case right. at all. Yeah. This just goes to show that if it's warranted. Mm-hmm. But somebody put out the Cyhawk number, and I'll guarantee it'll come up on, certainly come up on three to six. Uh, it'll come up on one to three. Absolutely. Yeah, Keith always has those things raring to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It now, will be the, a talking The point. morning show, they still bet. No, Betfred's out of the state, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, they're they're still doing their thing with the Iowa Cubs. Are they? And they might be doing something again. Well, they'll but, bring it up for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. everybody will talk about it. Be and, first. Bowen Camp, Bowen Camp, <laughs> uh, Bromel Camp, rather, mm-hmm. on the other side of the state. Isn't there a sports talk? Is there a local sports talk in Western, in uh, um, Sioux City's in got a Sioux station? City? Yeah. They'll bring it up. Mm-hmm. Somebody be first. Hopefully our partners. Hopefully our partners. We can announce it on Friday. That's right. Exclusively at 11.05 with Miller and Condon. Uh, Jerry Crawford's going to join us on Friday, speaking of that. Oh, the great. Yeah, we'll look forward to speaking with Jerry Crawford. His horse is 10 to 1. Drew the rail. Saw that. But you know what? It's not as bad as it used to be. Uh, A, because... um, So I I actually stood in the starting gate on last time I was there. Mm -hmm. And if you break from post position number one, you literally run into the rail. So you have to. You have to. You move either out. have to gun or wait. But the but his horse has no early speed. So all the let, just let him go and just mm-hmm. track behind and save ground. Uh, he's ten to one in the morning line. Um, Mo Donegal's his name. I think he's got a shot. Emery Songer and I are going to record 
his uh, what's his Friday show? Emery Plus One. It is. Yep. It's going to be on the Derby that'll air on at six o'clock on KXNO. Nice on Friday night. So yeah, if you're into the Derby, um, Emery and I will break it down and uh, play it at six o'clock on Friday night. Uh, if you missed the keyword in the first hour, which we're still in, it's grand at kxno.com. It's time for Bill Bender. He's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three, Kentucky Derby. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until noon. Dane Muzzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Preview game two of the Wild and the Blues. Talk about the Vikings to kick off hour number two. And then, of course, David Kaplan at 11.30 on Chicago Sports. Right now, Bill Bender joins us, well, weekly during the college football season, a whole bunch during the off season, And uh, today is one of those days. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. How are you, sir? Hey, good to talk to you guys. It's been a while. Thanks it, so much. No, listen, it's been absolutely been too long. So I read your piece this morning uh, on the winners and losers in the transfer pool. Before we get into it, just your thoughts on what on what you're seeing, Bill, uh, in um, NIL. Uh, someone's called it pay for play. Uh, Pat Narduzzi believes there's tampering going on. I think would be naive to think that there isn't. Just what we've seen, and man, it seems like it's almost to the point now. I don't know how you put the toothpaste back in this tube. Uh, where are you on everything that we've seen uh, in college sports related in the last couple of weeks? That's accelerating. You know, this Jordan Addison situation brought all those things to light. Yep. You know, veteran player, Blitnikoff winner, huge playmaker, last-minute transfer. You can't blame him and when these opportunities are out there, but you can look at the system and say, well, there's a storm ahead because at some point a receiver or an athlete is not going to be worth that much money. And when, it, when we get carried away with something, which we have, the transfer portal's out of control. NILs, I don't think it's out of control because it's not my place to say how people should spend their money, but mm-hmm. it's getting on that track. Bill, there's a little bit of a pushback out there now, and the NCAA, where they basically open the floodgates and just let everything go, and now saying, all right, now we got to be able to figure this out. What can the NCAA <laughs> <Little> do? <laughs> exactly. What can they do, though, to, to put some safeguards in there, to make it maybe a more of an even playing field? Because when you look at the amount of money that the Texas A&Ms and Texas and Alabamas of the world are spending, it's just a completely different realm than even some of their conference brethren. Yeah, I mean, the money's out in the light now, which, you know, we all, the cynical people that we are, we kind of knew that this was going on before NIL. Um, now it's just out in the light. And now that it's out in the light, it's, you know, you, you try to think up ways that this could work. Is it putting a salary, a cap on how much you can make in NIL? I think that's one idea. Mm-hmm. People won't like it, but there's a salary cap in the NFL. Yeah. So... You know, you could put it that way. Is there, you know, the transfer portal? I think there's, I think that's starting to be a little bit more of a problem. Like, are there too many athletes in the transfer portal? How do we regulate that? So mm-hmm. they, they have, you see in the pushback, but like Ken said, the, the toothpaste is already out, whatever analogy you want to use. It, might be too little, too late. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how they do try and rein this in. If it's not too late, you're right. So let's start, let's go to Pat Narduzzi and at Pitt. I mean, he's, as you mentioned, he's got the uh, the Bolitnikov, the returning Bolitnikov winner in Addison, who's a really good player. Uh, and then we learned over the weekend that um, Pat Narduzzi is accusing Lincoln Riley of actually tampering. Now, I don't know. 
I mean, obviously somebody got to the kid, but do you think it's actual the uh, the coaching staff or? I mean, I would be shocked if it's not a you know a a branch of the coaching staff. But it, it, it if Lincoln Riley's smart, there's no way this can be traced back to him, right? Right. Well, Pat Pat says what Pat wants to say, and I I, I love dealing with him. He, he's a really good guy. He's done a great job at Pitt. We've had some great conversations. He's a down to earth guy. So, but he'll fire, and hmm. he when he fires, he's he has a reason to do it, and. uh I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of that because what is tampering at this case? In this case, and telling a kid, "Hey, come here, the NIL will be there." Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all they're not all doing it, but this is part of the game now. And, and I read a tweet from Dennis Dodd yesterday, a good friend, that said, "You know, one coach told him recruiting now starts <laughs> with NIL negotiations." Yeah, I'm and sure that it does. Struck me as if that's the case, that's a huge problem for the sport down the line. No, it is, Bill. When you get a kid on a visit, first of all, the first thing you do is you don't meet the coaches, you meet his teammates. You sit down with around a boardroom table with a bunch of guys in suits and ties. Uh, then you, you go and you, you check out the weight room, those type of things. Then maybe you spend the night with a couple of what your prospective teammates, but your first stop on any visits, NIL, which doesn't make, well, it does make sense, but it just goes to show you where we're at. Sorry, Trent. No, it's completely fine in the reality of the world. You know, a football connected to NIL question for you, Bill Bender, and it is probably the biggest story, at least that we've talked about, is Nigel Pack and the amount of money that he got yeah. to go to Miami. That's for basketball. We know football-wise, they've spent for a long time. They've been caught spending for a long time before it was legal. People believe that Mario Cristobal, he is going to be the guy that is finally going to get the U turned back into a national contender. A, can Cristobal do it? And how, for a small private school... How do they have so many backers? How do they have so much money when it feels like hardly anybody shows up for their games? Well, because of the, the wave they created in the 80s with those national title teams, the, the cool factor that it was then. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since the U's been the U, but it's been proven that if they recruit well from that area in the country and keep the kids in-house, they're going to be pretty good. Uh, I think Mario can get them there, but again, I, I say this every time, even a hint of Miami hype builds up that it starts with an ACC championship. They haven't won one. They've been to the ACC championship, I think, once or twice. Last time they went, they got drilled uh, by Clemson. So it, it starts with that. Once they win an ACC championship, then you're to the playoffs, then you can build. And that's any discussion with programs like that, I, I kind of circle back to Michigan. Michigan took the, test last, the next step last year. Now they've got to get to the point where they can compete for national championships. Mm. Bill, are you hearing anything uh, timeline-wise that may have been sped up with the announcement? It does look as though the teams that are leaving the AAC, the schools, will get to the Big 12 uh, in time to play next year, so the 2023 season. Will Texas and Oklahoma, will, will that jumpstart their process of you know trying to negotiate their way out in advance of, uh, the, of the contract being over? What are you hearing on Texas and Oklahoma's departure, if anything? Well, the company line is that they're going to try to play through to the end, but I, I could totally see them trying to get out early and go play in the SEC. And, you know, for programs like Cincinnati and UCF, Cincinnati in particular, I mean, what a wonderful day for them over the weekend. Yeah, sure was. Eight guys drafted. It's amazing. That's the best advertisement possible as they get ready to play for the Big 12. 
I mean, Luke Fickle's development's outstanding. Mm. So I, I think those programs will. And, and you know, it, it hasn't happened yet, and I haven't heard anything on it, but if Texas and Oklahoma did that and got to play in the SEC a little bit early, I wouldn't be surprised. Bill, I got a question for you that Ken and I have been trying to figure out now for the last day. Scott Frost gets hit with the Not show right. cause. And in the show cause, it says that he has to serve a five-game day suspension to be served during the championship segment of the 2022 season. Does championship segment mean before a conference championship game? Is a bowl game considered a championship segment? What does this mean? If Nebraska, when is it? Yeah, does, if they surprise everybody and are playing... For the Big Ten Championship, are we really going to believe that Scott Frost isn't going to be able to coach the team leading up into it? Right. They win the Big Ten West. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be on the sideline. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see how that goes. But, um, you know, obviously a telling year for them in that transfer portal winners and losers piece. I mean, they did okay. They, they got a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They got some pieces. They didn't lose a lot to the portal. And they bring in Mark Whipple, who did a nice job with Kenny Pickett at Pitt. Um, big year for them. It, it really is because – this is the year where I don't think it's enough just to compete with top 10 teams and compete with Iowa and Wisconsin. They got to go out and win a couple. So, uh, pressure's definitely on in Lincoln. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, does Clemson get back, uh, to the top of the, uh, of the ACC? Was, was last year, uh, you know, a one off? Do, do you expect the Tigers and Dabo to be back this year? You know, draw a line through, not that they were bad by any means. It'd be, it Iowa State in the bowl game. But, um, what, what do you think about Clemson? Are they back on top this year? I mean, there's going to be some pressure to win the ACC, but I mean, they're in that first world problem where 10 wins is considered a down yeah, year. Right. I mean, and, and they have a nasty defense coming back with Miles Murphy and mm-hmm. Brian Bercy and Trenton Simpson. Those are all guys that we have mocked to be first round picks in the 2023 NFL draft. So when you start your defense with that kind of talent, that's not so bad. I think it comes down to DJ Yawangalele. Does he turn it around? He showed up a little slimmer in the spring. Does he get that offense going? And if so, I mean, I would anticipate they win the ACC and go back to the college football playoff. The Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma still maintain they're going to play it to the end. They're going to go through the end of the contract before they depart to the SEC. We know starting not this coming season, but the season after, that there'll be four new schools in the conference. BYU, of course, coming in from the independent ranks along with the three teams from the American. Do you believe that that's still going to play out in that fashion or – do you anticipate an early exit for the Sooners and Longhorns? Well, I, I still think they'll they'll try to get early, but it, it depends on he has a lot of organizational things to do there. They have to figure out are they gonna go to divisions, are they gonna do four pods, you know, what does that mean for that conference? And I haven't heard anything about that either, but you know, it's gonna be a longer than expected farewell tour. I think there could be more changes within the sport by then. Um Gene Smith's comments this week were really telling that he thinks that the college football playoffs should take over college football. And it's not out of the realm of the possibility in the next decade that that happens. Stroud or Young, in our final 15 seconds, you can only pick one. Who do you want to lead your team? I'll take Stroud for now. I yep. like the size. I like what he's going to do at Ohio State. I'm talking about the next level. At college, it doesn't matter. They're both going right. to be awesome probably play each other in the national championship game surprise surprise bill bender sporting news bill i can't wait till we're doing this on a weekly basis that means college football is back thank you bill bender sporting news is where you can read bill and a whole bunch of other talented writers appreciate it bill uh, hour two coming up next dane mazatani will head to the twin cities then we'll head to the windy city
Miller and Condon, Hour 2 coming up next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.